Welcome back to our 29th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Josh Shanley with eXp. In this episode, Josh and I talk about why marketing is so important for agents and how to implement it into your farm. Josh also shares how you can use digital farming to reach your audience based on psychographics to attract clients that will really resonate with your audience. And we talk about what you can do to break down your farm into sub-markets that will get them connecting with you based on attraction-based marketing. Josh also shares a super easy way to create offers that your farm will resonate with and add value to them. And we talk about how to move your leads from cold prospects to engaged leads with some simple scripts and systems. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the interview with Josh. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Josh Shanley from eXp. So Josh, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. You said my name right, too. Good Thank for you. you. <laughs> that is a rarity. So uh, yeah, I am. Um, I have been in the real estate industry uh, since the mid-2000s. I got licensed, uh, I think it was, it was either at the end of 16 or early 17. I think I took the the, the, the uh, course at the end of 16, didn't get my license till 17, actively sold real estate for a number of years. But what my, uh, my passion really was the marketing side of it. That was what like really got me excited. Mm -hmm. That's what to me um, didn't feel like work. And so I, I uh, built a couple of multi-million dollar companies providing training and coaching and software for real estate agents on lead generation and conversion, primarily online. Um, got, I don't know, bored, um, was feeling disconnected and, and, um, uh, not as relevant, um, in the space. And so, um, you know, started kicking around the idea of getting, reactivating my license and, and putting into practice what, what I was sharing and teaching and coaching and what I even had written a book about. And so I decided to do that, um, in 2019 and, um, uh, I just, I have four kids and, and lots of different things going on and, and, and so forth. So I didn't really do anything, even though I reactivated, I didn't start actively uh, focusing on production until the end of uh, 2019. And um, I've been able to go from uh, at the time that we're, uh, we're recording here from zero to 26 closed with nine more, actually 27 as of an hour ago, uh, <laughs> awesome. 27 closed with eight or nine more in escrow and uh, a very large percentage of that through the methodology that we'll unpack here today. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've been following you since the reticulous days. So I know that's right on with you. So yeah, yeah. I, you've had some really cool stuff and you've, you've been innovative and then you've really grown over the years and then added in some really neat stuff. So yeah. let's go back to that beginning stages. So you, when you kind of got started and how that looked like for you getting into the marketing side, because I think it's important for people to, to see that. And I think it's important for agents to understand why marketing and why it's important. So let's, uh, why did that, why did you well, do that? So one of my fundamental beliefs in business is no matter what business you're in, the reality is you're in the marketing business, right? Yeah. Your business is to market whatever that is, whatever that service is, whatever that widget is. Yeah. And um, the way I came into this business was different than most. I think, I think most agents come into the business because they think real estate's cool or they had a bad experience with a realtor. I came in because I was, uh, A, I started as an investor and B, 
I, uh, I actually, the reason I got licensed was to implement a marketing program around building a real estate practice. And so my perspective was, I think, different than what many, you know, experience or come in with. So I had taken some marketing concepts that were working offline and just started doing them online. And the, the, uh, the mentor that I had, the coach I had had at that point, they, you know, they noticed what I was doing and started to have me had started to have me train and coach, uh, some of the other people that he was working with. And it just kind of evolved from that. So I've always looked at things from a marketing perspective first and, um, not that the service, I mean, you've got to also provide great service to me. That's like a, you know, that's a (laughs) non-negotiable. That's the, that's the floor on the building. Yeah. Uh, the ceiling is the marketing that gives you that opportunity. And I would guess that virtually everyone that is listening to this at any point, you're really good at the doing of real estate. You're good at servicing clients. You're good at negotiating. You're good at the paperwork. It's that how do how do you create a predictable and scalable client acquisition system? And that's always been, you know, what what has attracted me and got me excited. It's what gets me up at five in the morning every day to work on and in my business. Like what, what's the next challenge as it relates to that, whether it's figuring it out for myself or helping others uh, implement as well. Yeah. I find that a lot of agents get in this business and I, I always use the example that our industry is very unique in that we have people from all walks of life, from all different experiences, from all different pasts and backgrounds if you go into other fields, other professional fields, a lot of times they have a very similar path. So if you're a lawyer, it's like most people go to school, then they go to college and they go to university and then they finish it. Or if you go to a police off to be a police officer, you go to your police school. Then with real estate, you get people who are 18 and people who are 80. You get people who have no sales experience, who have some marketing experience. You have people who have an incredible background with marketing, but don't have customer service. So you get so many different people and, and marketing, in my opinion, is one that a lot of agents don't come with. They don't come into the industry with that experience and they struggle. And that's where I think someone like you and I who love marketing can help agents. Yeah, that's a great point. I never really, I mean, I, I probably heard that before, but I never thought about the fact that it's like so diverse, but but the reality is, you know, the, the stuff you take to get your license, that is not gonna help you sell houses. Like it's just not. Um, and most, in most cases, not all, in most cases, your broker is not really going to help you sell out. <laughs> exactly. They're going to tell you to make more phone calls, yeah. make your list of 200 people that you know, and just hound them for referrals. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, that was, there was no way I was going to build a business that way. Like I was going to die trying to figure out some other way to do it yeah. versus that. And not that I don't have referrals that come my way from time to time, but it's not because I'm chasing after them and hounding them and whatever. Yeah. Um, the way I, the way I view that is I, I look at referrals and, and business that comes from your sphere of influence as the cherry on the Sunday, yeah. not the Sunday, or, yeah. you know, it's the gravy on the meat and potatoes. It's not the meat and potatoes. If you're just yeah. relying on that for most people, you're going to struggle. I yeah, mean, exactly. you're just going to, you're going to languish. Um, and you can have great years and you can have bad years and th- what you really are with going with ebb and flow of what your yeah. friends and family and, and people, you know, are, are going to put forward to you. And I, I see that where like an agent I know did almost $400,000 one year and then did like 60 or $70,000 the next year. It's like, because there's no prospecting, there's no marketing, there's no lead generation. It was just relying on those referrals. And like you said, they're, they're great and they're bonus, but you got to have a solid system in place to hundred percent consistent. Yeah. 
couldn't agree more. So let's dive into your principles and, and the, the strategies you use because you've got a unique farming approach online. Right. So let's go back to how you created it and then we'll go into like what it is. Yeah, I mean, how I created it was just born out of like uh, looking at what works offline, farming a specific neighborhood or a specific uh, uh, you know subdivision, things of that nature. And, and how do those principles apply online and how can you do it in a more efficient and effective uh, way and um, in, in a way that is not, maybe not as costly or, or, and I've always just skewed online. I've always been fascinated with, yeah. uh, with the internet. So if you look at digital farming, let's say, the unique thing there is instead of targeting just a geographic area, you could take a geographic area and make your farm also have psychographic components. So yeah. People that, I don't know, are dog owners, people that have kids that play sports, things that, you know, that are, you know, things that you can relate to yeah. and, and would make you relatable to those potential clients and, and have you naturally building rapport and relationship. And, um, and, and you can spread out over. So, for example, in, in my market, Traditional farming is not, not really effective because we don't have neighborhoods or subdivisions that have the type of volume and the type of turnover right. that has it really it makes it cost effective to do, uh, you know, farming in the sense of farming. Yeah. So the way I farm is I farm my county, yeah, and I the way I farm is by layering on, you know, building uh, farms or building crops, let's say of people that are interested, for example, people interested in buying a new construction home. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we, you know, we identify people that want to, to, to buy a new construction home. We attract them to us through the marketing that we put out online digitally. We connect with them and then we just get into conversation with them so we can find out, okay, what school district would you like to be in? How many beds and baths? Do you also have a home to sell? Um, you know, what, what other features are important for you and then match them to the, the community that they're looking for. Um, so it's taking those same principles, but then you're not limited, you're not limited a, by the amount of mail that you can fund, <laughs> yeah. uh, which can get expensive yeah. very quickly. Um, and you're not limited geographically and you're not limited. I mean, not everybody lives in, in areas where you can do where the numbers work out for traditional farming. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've, you know, built my past companies around and am building my my existing personal production. And, and as I partner with other agents and, and help them build it out, that's that's kind of how we look at it. What's the geographic area? What's the what's the demographic and psychographic criteria that we're looking and then building that audience? Um, and, and the other nice thing about that, too, is. Um, there are numerous ways that you can build the audience now. It's not just, you know, if you send, if you're farming traditionally and you're mailing, um, you don't really know if it's making a difference unless people call you. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of different ways that you can measure what you're doing when you do digital farming besides just collecting their information, right? Yeah. Because I can put, I can put out a, a marketing campaign and it may generate, let's say, 
50 tangible leads, but it may have also built an audience of 500 people yeah. that had indicated an interest, just didn't fill out the form. Yeah. Well, now I can, I can put a different message in front of them. So take, for example, the new construction um, uh, uh, example is if I, so we, we offer what, like one of the, the offers for that is that we found that's effective. is just offering a, a free weekly list of the new construction homes available yeah. in this area, blank area. Yeah. And that works great. And that builds our database. What we do that we take it to the next level is then we put additional offers in front of everyone that expressed interest. So, uh, so for example, one right now, there's a builder in my market that's offering incentives until the end of the month that could save people up to $27,000. Well, we put that message out yeah. to the, all of the people that engaged with that initial marketing campaign. And we can do it for literally pennies. Like yeah, if exactly. we tried to do that, if we tried to do that same sort of second level of offering and we were doing it by mail, it would cost exponentially yeah. more. And again, I'm not, there are lots of people that are having <laughs> lots of success with direct mail. So I'm not yeah. saying, you shouldn't ever do that. And, and it doesn't work. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that I believe that this is a, a more effective and efficient way for me. Yep. And in my experience, uh, especially for those that don't have a big marketing budget. Exactly. I, I think with the direct mail, I, I always tell people like when you're doing traditional farming, it definitely works, but you got to expect a long, a lot of budget or sorry, a large budget and a lot of time to do it. But like you said, you can really get down and narrow into who you're looking to, to go after at a much more cost-effective and then a more impactful uh, approach. So, so one of the things I talk about is having a sub-farm. And your, your real farm is not the farm itself. It's not the people in the farm. It's the people that put their hand up. And I've always said that those people that put their hand up, depending on your offer, is then your sub-farm. And, and that's where the money is. So I always use the example in my farm. We had 3,600 people in the area. And then we had 450 people that put up their hand up for our report. Those 450 people were really our farm. That's who we were nurturing on that nurturing. That's who we were spending our time and money and resources on, on those 450 people because they were a step further. And we tracked back the, um, the turnover rate in that group versus the whole group. The whole group was like 6% turnover rate. And I think it was like 18% turnover rate. So it was like three times in those 450 yeah. people. So we were getting our audience, our message in front of an audience that was much more engaged. And I'd rather spend my money and resources on those people than just the whole audience. Not that you shouldn't do the whole thing. And I talk about it all the time, but yeah, having those so subgroups is super impactful and, and cost-effective. Right, you're, you're using marketing to determine the audience of people to invest more marketing and more exactly. of your energy and time into exactly. and, and the that. right, the right marketing too. Yeah. I had one of my first guests, Matt Santagapita, he's done a crazy thing with his business and he's basically cataloged the whole city with businesses and all the different things like that. And then, so what he's done is he's tagged that. And when people have interest in those things, he then shares his marketing message with people when he, cause he has them so segmented. So when there's a new bar comes up and he knows that those leads are interested in food and, and restaurants, he can then, share that message to them or if they're into dogs or pets then he can send them stuff about pets so it when you when you break it down like that you can then control the message to get in front of the right people and then really yeah really get that's, focused that's a beautiful illustration of message to market match right like yeah. there is he has a significant competitive advantage because no. there's no way anyone else is doing that no, no nothing like him <laughs> so yeah. he's yeah that's he's awesome. out there which is awesome yeah 
So you have a system that you kind of use. So you want to dive into like what that looks like. It's a four-step system and how you do that. So let's. Yeah. So it's identify, attract, connect, and converse. So identify is, is, is simple, but not always easy, right? Because at least most agents that I talk to, they are afraid to narrow their focus because they feel like, well, if I, if I narrow my focus or I niche down to serving X, Y, Z, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's people that are looking to downsize. So, you know, it's, it's folks who are in their fifties and sixties who they have this big two-story house and it's time for them to look for a, a one story, or it's time for them to look maybe at buying a, you know, in a 55 plus active adult community, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Yep. What most people struggle with is the thought of, well, if I'm narrowing down, then I'm saying no to all the other opportunities. And the reality is it's quite the opposite by narrowing down you know, and the analogy that most people have probably heard is it's the difference between going a mile wide and an inch deep yeah. versus an inch wide and a mile deep. Yeah. So when you narrow down, you can put more time, energy and so forth. And you become and position yourself as the expert. Exactly. Um, so that's even though identify, it seems like easy enough. So many people get stuck at that very first like her, thing, like, well, you know, okay, so who do you want to, who do you want to serve? Well, all of greater Cincinnati. I'm like, you don't really want to serve all of greater Cincinnati. You really want, you, you, I, so the, the question that I usually ask if I'm having this conversation, which I think would be useful for people to think through is if you had a magic wand, yep. who would be the people that you would want to do more business with, right? And, and you can reverse engineer that. And in some cases it's easier than others, but in all cases, it's worth figuring out because, you, I mean, you got in this business because of the opportunity not to be miserable, right? So we might as well, if we can build the business by design, we might as well do that. And we might as well design it around the type of clientele that we enjoy working with and serving um, based upon our personality, our market, you know, the, the demographic that we fall into, any of those criteria. So, um, so identifying who you want to serve first and foremost, attract. What are you going to put in front of them from a marketing perspective to get them to connect with you, which is step three. So um, it can be as simple as, you know, putting an ad in front of them that says, uh, you know, would you like to check out all of the new construction homes available right now, um, including, you know, uh, properties that qualify for special financing programs, et cetera. So you can do some things to, we like to do things in the in our marketing messages that would repel the absolute tire kickers right. and lose and and um would increase the the buying intent yep. right? and it might not mean that th- that doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to buy something right now but they're more seriously thinking about the process so when you can do that in there, I think um, it drastically increases the quality of the, the prospect coming in and increases the likelihood that you can get to step four, which is a conversation with the folks. So we identify who we want to attract. We put marketing in front of those people to attract them and get them to connect with us. And um, lead Facebook lead forms is one of our favorite ways to do that for a number of reasons. Yeah. And so... Uh, when we collect their information, then we've got a sequence and a, and a process for getting into conversation with 
uh, with those folks. And, and, you know, I strategically chose that word versus convert because convert feels like it's a singular event, right? Like it's something, you know, this, this aha or this like singular event that in reality, that's not how it happens. The, the way you get an appointment with someone is you first have a conversation with them. Yeah, exactly. And you find out, can I help this person? And how can I help this person? And in, in, when you do that, you drastically increase the likelihood of getting the appointment because of the conversation. Exactly. Um, and so the and the last point of this, and you kind of you kind of hit on this with your example of I forget the fellow that has the crazy Matt Matt Santagapita. Okay, so the the better you can match that whole process, the uh, the way that you target, the message that you put in front of them. Um, and, and then once they've connected the messaging that you use, the better, the more congruent all of that is, yeah. the more conversations you have, the more, the, the better it all works. It kind of becomes a, you know, it's like this exponential or like a, a you know, a positive s- snowball effect kind of thing. So the more that all matches and meshes, the more you keep them on the scent. And if you, if any of that breaks down, um, you know, a hunting analogy would be like, if, if any of that breaks down, that's when, you know, when you see in the movies, when they're hunting and, and the, a twig breaks, and now all of a sudden, you know, the deer runs off, right? Yeah. That's, that's, you know, when you, you know, so if you offer, so a, an example, if you're telling people you can get a free list of you know, this thing, right, uh, you know, new construction, and then you just send them a link to like every home available in your entire market area, they're like, that's not what I asked for, I can go find that anywhere, right? And so that, that, that immediately creates this breaking of the congruence and then they're gone. Like, yeah. because you have, what you've shown them is you're not good to your word. Yeah. And, and so if you ever get that person back as a client, you're going to have to work really hard yeah. versus just keeping the whole thing, you know, congruent and, and uh, uh, you know, tightly matched market to message match the whole, the whole way through. Yeah, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of agents make is they will have a newsletter and then they send a newsletter out to their audience and it's like boring content with not relevant to that person, not relevant to, and you may have tips on fixing your home and then they live in a condo or they're renting a home and it doesn't match the right message. And when you can segment your market, get the right message in front of them, you'll have higher conversions. You'll have, like you said, more trust. It'll be easier to have those conversations with them and build rapport with them. And when you do that right, it works. But a lot of agents are afraid to do that or they go, well, like you said, they don't want to niche down or they don't want to take the time to create that content. In reality, that's what helps convert. And it's, it's that the right content over time will convert. And one of the things I love about farming is it gives you time to build relationships. So one thing I, I always preach, not that I'm against cold calling or prospecting, but when you're cold calling prospecting, I am. <laughs> done right, I think it can work. But when you do it that way, you literally only have a small window of opportunity to build trust. And especially the guys who are looking for deals right now, you only have a small window. So I always say, I'd rather have five years to build trust with someone than five weeks. And if you're cold calling and you're trying to get them out in the next month, it's like, you got to be really on top of your game to build that trust and connect with them. Versus if I've got a farm or an audience or, or a database that I'm loving on with good content that matters to them and is relevant, in five years from now, like you're the only choice because you, you built that trust. What you just described is a compounding asset. Yeah. And, and not that prospecting and cold calling, that certainly can work. The problem is when you stop, it stops. Exactly. You stop, exactly. it stops. And 
uh, that's my problem with it. Like yeah. if I thought there was a, you know, that, that was a better way to build a business, I'd be all for it. I think yeah. it's, I, I just don't believe that it is. I think what you described is a perfect example. And however you choose to farm, yeah. having a long view, taking a long view of it and, and building relationship capital and building a bank of future business. Now we still, we all have to live today, right? We still have yeah. to, but, but, you know, for example, the campaigns that we build out, um, we typically, uh, the ROI that we get on them just from the small portion of people that are ready to do business in the short term yeah. pays well in advance yeah. for like an entire year of implementing. And so, um, when you, you, when you get all of it, right, it, 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 I mean, it's, it would, it is hard to find a business where you can get a better ROI yeah. when you get it right. Exactly. It's, it's I mean, so true. We, it, we, we have it made in our industry. Perspective, the, the ROIs that you can get, like Warren Buffett is the greatest investor ever. He can't get anywhere near the ROI we can yeah. if we do it right and yeah. we're consistent and we have a long view, a long approach to it. So I want to dive into that then because that's where a lot of agents struggle and they don't know how to get it right. If they're getting started, what would that starting point look like? Because for some, it's overwhelming for them or they just don't know what to do if they were looking to get it, at least the, the base of it, what would that look like if, if you were a newer agent or an inexperienced agent doing it? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, you know, you can take these principles and there are, there are free and very low cost things that you can implement to them. Yeah. So, so for example, you know, uh, depending on the software that you have access to what website platform, there are things you can do in, in Facebook groups and, and, um, uh, you know, other places socially to, to start build an, building an audience of, of folks interested um, in, you know, in whatever niche that you're looking to do. So the, the first step I, I think is really, and, and this is, you know, it's hard for most, it's, I, I would say for, for new people, because there, it, it can be scary and not know you know, the unknown, but, but really choosing that niche, who am I going to serve? right? I heard a great example today. I was listening to, I can't remember what podcast I was even listening to, but uh, it was a younger fella who, um, a younger agent who they, uh, they bought a, they bought a property. I think it was a duplex or a triplex or something like that. And they were going to live in one. And all they did was they told that story yeah. of, you know, how they were getting started and they started to attract people that wanted to do the same people that were similar demographic yeah. that, you know, that, that understood the, 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 you know, the, the, you know, how smart of a, you know, way of building wealth, right. Let's have, let's buy, you know, let's buy a duplex, let's buy a triplex, have somebody else pay the mortgage and, you know, and, and, and over time, you know, you can kind of stair step that into, into more wealth. And so I think it's just embracing a uh and and then also becoming the the go-to authority of that niche yeah. right so like you know if you're gonna if new construction is gonna be your niche man you gotta like go out and visit every new construction community in your neighborhood and and shoot a video at it even if you never use the video because that's a whole nother topic but video as part of this digital farming concept is is incredibly powerful because that alone is going to have you connecting with with people that fit your personality that resonate with you it's going to 
Um, it's going to position you. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've clients I've worked with this year where they're like, not worshiping me. That's not the right word, but like <laughs> they, they truly viewed me as like an authority. Um, and, and certainly that's not always the case. Uh, but it's because of all the video that I put out, whether it be personal videos or videos like I just described out in front of a new home community. So you need to know what are the new home communities? Who are the builders? What are the builder incentives available right now? What are the um, uh, the in-house lenders? What are they offering as incentives? Right. So so be the expert. And that doesn't happen immediately. But if you put in 30 to 60 minutes a day, five days a week researching that, in a month's time, I guarantee, I guarantee in a month's time, if you did that, you would know more about your niche than 99% of the other realtor, uh, real estate agents, realtors in your market, hands down. So in a month's time, you could be, you know, for some of you in a week's time, you'd be better than, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Like it doesn't take long for you to a- achieve that kind of, um, you know, expert status. Exactly. That's, um, I, I preach, I preach that all the time. I, yeah. I talk about positioning as power and the right positioning can make you that celebrity status or make you that expert. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't take a lot. And I, again, I use my own, when we started our farm, we branded ourselves as a neighborhood expert. So it was the orchard real estate team. And then just that alone created that instant trust. And I share the story all the time. Our first listing, we started doing stuff in September. Our first listing was in January. And then she's like, well, you guys are the experts. Never sold a home in the neighborhood before. We just positioned ourselves as that. But then we did our research. We knew all the areas. We knew the parks. We knew the schools. We knew the builders. We knew the floor plans. We knew the models. And we could talk about that. And just having that confidence and walking in with that helped. And one of the things we did was we went to the builders and got the floor plans. So we got our hands on some of the builders because there's a couple different builders in the area. Yeah. We got the floor plans and then one of them, they weren't around anymore. So we went to the, the builder where they were building somewhere else. And we said, Hey, we know you built these like 15 years ago. Would you, would you guys have any floor plans? We want to be the ambassadors for your product. We want to get our name out there. And we positioned it as we were going to help them sell their product. And they're like, Oh yeah. So they're like, hold on. So they went and printed all the blueprints off for us and gave yeah. us the floor plans. And we were the only ones that had that because no one else had that. And when we'd go to a listing appointment, we'd walk in, we'd walk in with the floor plans and be like, okay, so you guys have the empire model. It's 1,356 square feet. And, oh, you have the elevation, elevation a, and the houses was 15 years old. And that just, that alone blew the, yeah. the seller away because it was simple and it just took yeah. some time to, to do some prep work. So, and there's all different ways that you could uh, emulate that in your market. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, infinite number of ways and the other thing to keep in mind is you took you i mean you guys clearly were the expert but it doesn't it certainly it doesn't take long to be the expert among realtors and yeah. real estate agents yes but it's even shorter to be the expert versus the the you know the consumer and i don't mean versus the consumer in comparison to the consumer yeah. like the knowledge that we have about financing options and things like that that is like most agents or uh, most general consumers, sorry, they have no idea what those options are. Like they have no, no sense. So, you know, it's, it, you know, it doesn't take much to be the expert. And the thing I love there was you started by announcing yourself as the expert and then got to work making yourself the expert. Exactly. And, and I, like you said, you could do that with anyone with various ways of doing that. If you're the new builder, you said, here's the, here's the things. If you're doing condos, okay, what do you need to know about the condos? What do you need to know about the rules and the condos and the floor plans and the models and who, 
like what's happening in the area or if it's community involvement. Like there's so many different ways to be that expert that it becomes almost overwhelming too, because there's so many options, but it's just, you got to start and then just start being that position yourself as that expert. Yeah. Pick something and do it. I mean, it doesn't mean you're, you're married to it forever. Right. But just get moving. Right. Yeah. You can't steer a parked car, right? Like <laughs> yeah. get, get it moving and then figure it out on the way. Exactly. So if people are looking to do online ads, obviously you mentioned Facebook, what other strategies have you been using that's working for you or where do you see things going? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram is still, there's still massive opportunity there, especially when you embrace some of the other things that we talked about, you know, niching down and, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, messaging and also layering on campaigns, mm-hmm. retargeting and, and, and all of that YouTube video ads, massive opportunity. Um, you can, I mean, you can position yourself like uh, a celebrity in, in, I mean, no time for very little investment on YouTube ads. I mean, you can plaster yourself everywhere in your local market. And you, I mean, YouTube is pretty much like TV now. So yeah. like when you're doing that, people almost, they equate that to you being on the television pretty much. And in some cases you can be, I mean, depending on your market, um, you, you can be. Google, uh, Google ads still work. Um, that's definitely a more technical process to really get it, to really get it right. Um, but that's still a great uh, platform and opportunity. Uh, but for me, like Facebook and Instagram, they're still the champ um, as long as you're not doing me too stuff, you know, yeah. as long as you're not doing what everybody else is doing. Exactly. And I think that's a great point because that's where people look into it and say, well, I can't do it. The market's flooded. And when you get into your niche or niche as a Canadian, we call it niche. <laughs> if you get into your, your pocket, then that's where you can create that much more opportunities and you're, you're not flooded by everyone else because you're the only one doing that. I just had uh, Brandon Town on. He's an EXP agent as well. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about his system and, and what he does. And then I was mentioning to him about using Facebook groups and why I think that's such an awesome tool because you already have these hyper-local groups that are geared around your neighborhood, whether you, you set it up or someone else has already set it up. And you can really get in with the, the, the local market because I know with Facebook ads, it's changing and within Canada, we just literally a couple weeks ago, just followed the uh, suit with the American. Oh, I didn't um, even know that. Yeah. December 3rd, I think they, they oh, okay. carried that over. So now we have that 15 mile radius and oh, we yeah. can't use age and demographics and stuff like that, but you can create Facebook groups and you can run Facebook groups to your neighborhood, to your farm area. And I was talking about how like, that's a huge untapped market and agents I aren't using Facebook groups. And it's like yeah. such a great resource if you do it right, but you got to take that leap and, and get started and do it. Yeah, no, I, that, that's a great, I mean, that's a, that's a topic for another show, but <laughs> that, is, that is a great opportunity to build another audience asset or database asset. That's its own, yeah. uh, you know, you don't own it. That's the only you know, yes. part Facebook owns it, but it doesn't mean there's not opportunity there and you can use it to then create data that you do own by people, exactly. you know, uh, you know, uh, reaching out to you, requesting information, whatever, you know, yeah. there's a number of ways that you can uh, further leverage that, but that, that's a great point for sure. So if you were to give one last piece of advice, so if an agent's thinking about kind of getting into this digital farming, digital resource, what would your piece of advice be? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, and I, this is, this has served me really well. It's also gotten me in trouble. 
Um, if you're going to do something, jump in with both feet. Yeah. Like, commit to it. And if you need help, you'll find the help. Like, where people fail is they're like, well, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there are, we already talked about this. There are a ton of different ways for you to build your business. And all of them may be right for you. But you'll never figure any of them out if you're just if you just try. You know, I'm just dipping my toe in. Yeah, I'll I'll try working Fizbo's for a couple of days, or I'll try work. Um, I mean, this is a business, and so if you're going to do something, do it, commit to it, find the best. You know, find find people that you can uh, uh, you know that you can follow a proven process. I'll give you a. This is a personal story. Um, I have I have. Uh, I had battled issues with weight, not like whatever, but just never, I don't know. I was a fat kid. I lost weight when I was, when I was young, actually kind of got sick of, of the, the, um, having to get to buy the Husky clothes. So I, I lost weight, but it was always something I struggled with. And I read a book by Tim Ferriss, the four hour body. And that was like, it was like singing to me. It was the right information at the right time for the right guy. And I lost like 30 pounds in 45 days. Wow. And I had lost weight before, but I just looked like a shrunken version of myself. <laughs> like I not just lost weight, like my body changed. Yeah. It was amazing. And I've pretty much like, not pretty much. I've, I've maintained it now for like 10 years, Wow. but it was because I found the right information and I jumped in with both feet. I literally started the, the, the plan that he outlines and it's super simple the next day. Wow. Like I didn't wait. I didn't try to make sure everything was lined up. I didn't, yeah. I didn't wait to start it on a Monday. <laughs> like I was like, I'm in, let's go. I'm yeah. doing it. And that's the approach you got to take. And that doesn't mean that you can't course correct. Yeah. Right. You can pivot, but it's hard to win at anything. If you just, if you just try, I mean, you know, Olympic athletes, professional athletes, they're not out there just trying like it's do or die for them. They're, 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 they're committed. Uh, and so, I would just say, whatever you choose, commit to it. And if it's what we talked about today, awesome. Yeah. And, um, but if it's, if, you know, if it's, if it's cold calling and prospecting, Hey, if you're committed to it, yeah. do it. Right. Cause it, you can, you can absolutely do business that way. Um, so find what makes sense to you, what resonates with you and, and go all in. That's awesome. That great advice. I would mirror that exactly. That's, you gotta be committed because if you're not, you're not going to get it done and, and you'll, you'll dabble in it. You might have some set success, but when push comes to shove and things get difficult, that's when you're going to back out if you're not jumped in with both feet. So you gotta, you gotta be committed. So awesome. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things we do is a best book segment. So what's one book that you would absolutely love that either has changed your life or you think would make a big impact on our, uh, on our. So, so there have been so many over the years. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm, uh, this is recency bias for me. This is a book that I read a while ago, never really fully implemented. And uh, I've come back ah. to, and uh, the 12 week year, get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. I started fully, I jumped in with two feet on this at the beginning of November. And I can't even, I, I, I am, I've surprised myself at how much I've been able to accomplish in that wow. short window. By, by really applying the principles in here. It's super easy to read. You can get it on audiobook. I mean, it's, 
I don't know, it's less than 200 pages probably. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, it has application and value to everyone that would possibly listen to this. That's awesome. I, it's, it's on my short list of books. I got to read it. It's, I haven't got to it yet. I have a lot, <laughs> but I have yeah, to, listen, that's definitely a good book. Here, so I would challenge you take the next week and dig into it and try to implement it in the next, the next change of, of month or whatever yeah. dive in it, it's uh yeah, it'll change your life. Awesome. That's great. And that's great. Yeah, great suggestion. So what's, uh, if people want to connect with you, find out what you're up to, what's the best way for them to, to do that? Find me on social, uh, my personal Facebook, uh, profile. Um, I have a, I have one for my local production, a page for my local production. I also have one for, for coaching and training. You should be able to find those on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I know I'm not a huge, I, I'm, I, I need to, it's one of those things where I've been, I've been meaning to get more consistent on it. It's just, you know, you can only do so much. Uh, you can't you jump can in with both feet if you've got your feet somewhere else. So yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you look, I mean, if you Google me, you'll, you'll find me. And uh, certainly I, if you, if you have a question, if you want some help or you want whatever you can call, text, email me, I'm uh, I'm happy to help. And uh, I'm an open book for anybody who's interested. Awesome. Yeah. You're a wealth of knowledge. You got a lot of experience. So that's awesome. So we'll put that in the notes so people can check that out. Other than right. that, really appreciate being on here. Thank you for sharing your story and for sharing your message. And I know our listeners will really resonate with that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the invite and I had a great time. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.